0: Welcome to But Here We Go podcast coming at you pre recorded from the But Here We Go studios.
1: Oh I guess do you I guess you do say live, which would I be I say an, live. Which is technically inaccurate.
0: No. I'm only changing it up this time though, because we're in a very special situation.
1: Right. We have no power.
0: We have we have zero electrical power
1: right the time right now is seven fifty-one p.m
0: on a friday night we
1: lost power around 4 30 p.m and allegedly according to encore which as we in texas know um doesn't really mean anything they say we should have power back by 10 p.m so we shall see but we have candles going everywhere so the room is like really full of like a ton of different smelling smells
0: <laughs> And when we say that this is a podcast for us, because this is our date night every week, it really, we're really set in the mood tonight. Like <laughs> Welcome we to a very are, uncomfortable podcast. We are aiming for a podcast. Wait, what? Oh my God, I'm cutting that out.
1: <laughs> um, I will say this, this ambiance is making me incredibly sleepy, so we'll see how long I last because I'm like struggling. Also, this candle is like emitting a lot of smoke. Is it? Yes, to where I feel like maybe it's we not should blow burning it properly. Well, I know it's like about to like be done, so maybe we should just blow it out anyway.
0: Yeah, we'll think. We're about gonna it. figure
1: it out. Maybe the power will come on in the middle of recording, yeah, and you'll maybe. hear an alley squeal.
0: Yeah, I do find it. It it's funny though. We're talking about how this ambiance is making us sleepy, mm-hmm. and this is what what people used to live with. Not maybe not, one mm. or two candles. But right. otherwise, they would just kind of go to bed.
1: Well, what I was about to say is like most people just like went to bed. Like if the sun is down, you go to bed. And when the sun comes up, you get up. And that's just how you, you roll. Like maybe you had like the fireplace on for a little bit. But really, they just, if it was dark outside, they were asleep.
0: I know. It's, it's kind of a, it's interesting to me because... That is not how we live today.
1: Right. I wonder when like quote unquote nightlife like started becoming a thing. Yeah. Because like back in the day, like in like medieval times era, I feel like like pubs and stuff were really only like associated with like inns. Like, you know, like yeah, it was like, like in go the go lobby there, of you're where you were staying.
0: The only reason they have this pub in thing because you paid for. Right. For a meal and for a night a bed
1: i wonder if it started well one obviously with like red light districts i'm sure that nightlife has been going on since the dawn of time but i'm wondering if like with the um like with theater
0: of horse travel
1: no no, i was just thinking (laughs) like theater like operas and stuff like that to where there was actually something to go do Mm. at night like a, a spectacle of sorts to go see but yeah i don't know
0: yeah, and you know it's really interesting to think about, because whenever we watch things that take place in the medieval times, like Game of Thrones, they always have this big, huge banquet hall, right? And for some reason, it's always really well lit up with candles, right? These candle chandeliers. It really
1: would not have been that. Bunches bright. of
0: fireplaces. I mean, if I guess if you right had now, enough, we've got what we've got four. Three or four candles going. Right, it's pretty... fairly bright. If we
1: had like a roaring, if we had like more, one roaring fireplace, and especially two, it would be pretty bright in here.
0: And if you had a chandelier with like 10 candles right. on it. But
1: would the wax drip on your head?
0: Yeah, you don't want to be under those. Ugh. They would have to have pretty big catch basins.
1: Is that what it's called? A catch basin?
0: I mean, that's what I'm calling that is, it.
1: That cannot be the proper term.
0: I don't know. It could be.
1: All I'm saying is that without like power, it is so quiet that I feel like I can hear every se- I'm hearing so many like random neighborhood sounds. Yep. It's very distracting. Yep. So I'll try to stay on.
0: Um but I do think it I do wonder with these big huge grand halls in medieval times, did they have these these banquets that went all night? Cuz that's that's the way it is portrayed in I'm sure any they medieval did. show.
1: Right, like I feel like they would at times, like for big, f- big festivals and celebrations and weddings and stuff.
0: Yeah, otherwise you're burning. Well, because like you're not going to send candle. your
1: guests home in the middle of the night when like wildlife no, and bandits are about. You're going to get them
0: nice about... and up, and then send them home at two a.m.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they all. As soon they, as
0: the candles go out, right? I was about to say they didn't relief. really
1: have like clocks back then. Anywho, we digress. Do you want to hop into my my segment of the night?
0: Yeah. What, which one, what's the sound we have to play?
1: We'll see what fun sound I'll be able to throw in what here in editing. Is it? Well, the, when I was first researching this, it was going to be a, like the second installment of things that make Ali freak out that Joe calms her down about. But then I read the article and I wasn't so freaked out anymore. I just thought it was interesting. <laughs> so I didn't need you. Haha. <laughs> I calmed myself down.
0: Good. So instead,
1: good. this segment is fun science news. That Allie's excited about, but Joe probably already knows about. (laughs) That's terrible.
0: Oh, copyright. Okay.
1: Okay, So this is, um, it's all over the place. So you can easily Google it and find a random news station with an article. But this is the article I'm looking at right now is from the Atlantic. Mm. And it's entitled, the moon is leaving us.
0: Yep it is
1: see i knew you'd be like whatever old news so i this was like somewhat trending on twitter the last couple days like the moon leaving us and i didn't really look into it because it just stressed me out because i was like oh my gosh (laughs) like it's another like (laughs) global warming or like something where like the moon leaving us is going to cause major issues with the tides which is going to cause yada 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 yada
0: so how fast is it moving since you read the article.
1: Oh, I didn't. It's funny you ask that because I read half of this today and it still never told me how fast it's moving really? now. It said that it was at one. So here, I'll just read this little paragraph. The moon used to be closer when it first formed about 4.5 billion years ago, molded out of rocky debris that had been floating around Earth. The moon orbited 10 times nearer to the planet than it does today. The debris, scientists believe, had come from a collision between Earth and a mysterious Mars sized object. I'm going to pause right here. How big is Mars compared to Earth?
0: It's pretty similar.
1: So a m- massive, similarly sized planet, like like object, smashed into Earth and it didn't de- like decimate Earth?
0: I mean, it did. Earth was decimated. It, Earth was broken into two. Was it really? Yeah, there's Earth See, and how the moon. I,
1: how come I don't know any of this?
0: Earth became Earth plus the moon the fact that the moon is so big and orbiting so close as it is and has such a synchronous orbit, like we always see the same exact side. All of that is basically, it's basically impossible. Like there's no logical reason why the moon should be orbiting earth. So these are all
1: Wait, I'm sorry. I got a text message that I needed to respond to, and I'm confused. <laughs> what do you mean? There's no reason why the moon should be orbiting the Earth. A lot of planets have moons,
0: but the moons are significantly smaller compared to. Oh, the Oh, so like size our moon planet. is like freaking massive. Yeah, our moon is basically the same size as Earth.
1: Right, right, right. And so theory goes, the moon is the moon part of Earth that came out, or is it part of the Mars shaped or Mars no, size object? The
0: Mars size object amalgamated into the earth. So it hit bunches of debris flew out. Those two bodies kind of merged together and then everything that got shot out became the moon. But because everything was so close together and it was, it was relatively late in the forming of the earth body then we ended up with what is what is almost like a a twin in terms of size and shape and and closeness which is the moon
1: the moon is not close to earth in size
0: mm yeah it is
1: what how do i not know anything is let this cuz of my homeschool education like I'm very confused. Also, I feel like most of our relationship has been you trying to explain to me something scientific and me just saying, you know what? That just doesn't make sense. So I don't believe it. (laughs) And this is, I think we've been talking about the creation of the moon for a really long time. And I still don't understand how the heck that could happen. But I'm just going to have to trust that there are people smarter than me that figured it out.
0: Okay. You're, you're right. Thank you. There's no way the moon was
1: close to earth size
0: the moon is a bit more than one fourth the size of the earth
1: okay that's still pretty big though dang it's still
0: pretty big yeah especially when it's a it's a um it's another orbital orbital body
1: and they're in so like the dark side of the moon is it always the same size side that is dark because it's being why is it dark why am I asking a geologist? Well, I, I mean, why
0: is it dark? Yeah, why it's is dark? it always dark? Because So it's not all
1: <clears throat> You were just dying Man, over there. You want some water. I've got some oh, water.
0: Okay.
1: Cuz <laughs> <Yes>, he drinks.
0: <laughs> the reason that the moon, the reason we see the same side of the moon mm-hmm. at all times mm-hmm. is because our monthly
1: period <laughs> our monthly
0: rotation <laughs> mm-hmm. is the same as the moon's got it so while the moon is rotating around what happens is once once we when the dark side of the moon is lit up the moon is actually In between us and the sun. So by being in between us and the sun, what we see is a dark moon. Right. So the quote unquote dark side of the moon, the side we never see, Mm -hmm. is actually fully lit during that time. We
1: just don't. I'm just thinking of Apollo 13 right now. We just can't. We just can't have contact because it blocks our. Why can't we have contact with astronauts when they're on the dark side of the moon?
0: Because the moon is in the way. Because on the but then how
1: the heck can we track? How do we have like communication with like the Mars rover? There's you, nothing in the way.
0: You realize you're talking about the '60s. You're oh, okay. So now we'd be waves.
1: able to track the dudes on the. Would, we'd be able to keep track on Tom Hanks now.
0: Maybe. Okay,
1: that makes me feel better. You probably. Can. I hate space. Have we talked? I just space terrifies me. There's nothing about space that is remotely like I never want to go. I never want now you to go. Now,
0: don't quote me on being able to actually see people on the dark side of the moon.
1: No, no, no. But you'd be able to. Com- oh, you mean communicate? You don't yeah. know for sure. Communicate because oh my gosh. what you
0: the what you need is a satellite that you can reach to relay the message. So if back then there weren't right, as many right, right. satellites. So I would assume. I really you want can. to Google
1: this, but I also feel like that's going to take me a bit of time to Google it. So maybe I'll come back to that.
0: Yeah, you can come back to it.
1: Anywho, back to this Atlantic article. It just says, uh, and this guy is this whoever wrote this is pretty hilarious. It's kind when of when did a, he a write chi- it? No, this came out today. No, yesterday. Today's the first of October, right? Came out yesterday. It, is. it says our planet and its moon were always going to grow apart like this. The gravity of moons, small as they are in comparison, can still tug at their planets, causing the larger worlds to bulge outward a little bit. On an ocean-covered planet like ours, the effect shows up in the shifting tides. The moon pulls at our oceans, but those oceans pull back, making the moon speed up in its orbit. And if you speed up while orbiting Earth, you are escaping Earth more successfully. Which I, I, That was interesting because I was like, our oceans are making the moon go away? Anyway. Yes. Look at the article. It's pretty interesting. I still, again, can't figure out why. I don't even think this article... <laughs> was saying anything other than oh yeah by the way friendly reminder because I looked it up and there was like another there's like an article that comes out like every couple of years like oh yeah by the way the moon's leaving so it's I don't know it's one of those things like here click me learn about how our moon is fleeing us when it's just like normal stuff that's why I said like at first when I was like this sounds terrifying and then I read it and was like no this is just science and it's you People know. like me who don't understand it are yeah, the ones who freak ways, out
0: about it. In some ways, science is terrifying. And we don't really know what's going on with anything.
1: That's what I'm telling. This is, I swear to goodness, this is the nor- this is a normal Joe and Allie conversation. You explain something to me and then I say, but technically we like don't know for sure. Like this is literally our best, most educated guess and we could still be completely flat out wrong. Yeah. This is why I didn't go into the sciences. I like certainty, Joe. I like certainty, and science does not provide me that. Well, I mean, really, technically, nothing really does, but anyway, you want to know the next science story, or do you have something to say about the moon and certainty?
0: Well, I do have something to say about the moon.
1: Okay, say it. The- I I hear a weird buzzing. I know. I hear
0: it, too. Is it my
1: mic? I, I, I have a new position. Maybe that will work. Okay, you tell me. Continue. What if it's picking up the candles? This is what's going to be funny, too, because every oh, single time.
0: I don't know about. Do you think it can pick up the candles?
1: Every single time I edit this podcast, like we, we you it. and I will be talking and we'll be like, oh, my gosh, like I coughed or oh, my gosh, I hear that. like I Joe's drinking water. I never hear it when I do the editing. And it is it has never come across on the actual. It It's so
0: me because everything is so magnified while we're talking. I know. I can hear everything so well. Right.
1: And then it just comes up different.
0: Yeah. Then when you're editing, it's like, oh, that cough that I heard or that, that little, that little feedback that we're getting right now. Right. It's like, where did it go?
1: Who knows? Anyway.
0: Especially right now when we literally don't have power. Like there is no, right. There is no feedback we could be getting unless it's from our phones. Oh, that's the only I'm thing my phone then. Anyway, let's, let's talk let's it. talk about the moon. Go yeah, back to so the moon. the moon the moon. The I don't remember when. I've known this this fact that the moon is moving away from us for a while. But when I first learned it, one of the most interesting parts to me was the way that Shakespeare describes <laughs> the moon. So do tell the way that Shakespeare describes the moon and it in what I guess it is either it is either part of um, part of Romeo and Juliet or a Midsummer Night's Dream. There is one of his one of his plays where he describes the moon in intricate detail. And and this was like an excerpt in a geology book. I was about to say, I'm like,
1: so confused as to how you came across But this. it
0: was, it was like this, whoever wrote the geology book was like, this is clearly not the moon you're looking at today. And it's because he describes it in, in these details that now looking at it, it's like, you can't really see those details. So it's a combination of both the, well, it's, it's really the, like a combination of the atmosphere that we're looking at the moon through today, which has now gone through the industrial revolution stops.
1: The Plus, moon looked different to Shakespeare than it does to us. Well, now. Well,
0: whenever I find that you read it, it's, it was really more of a, it was more of a commentary on the moon is moving away. And if you look at other people's renditions of the moon, even though Shakespeare is this wonderful artist and, and a very, very um, kind of genius when it comes right. to Describing description mm-hmm. and to written word. Mm-hmm. Even, even if you try to take that out of it, like, okay, I know he's a genius when writing, but even if like a normal person tried to describe the moon back then, based on Shakespeare's description, there's no way that we're seeing the same thing. That was kind of, it was more of like a commentary, like hypothesis. I
1: feel like this, this supposed scientist who had this hypothesis could easily find other descriptions of moons from people from similar time periods. But he's choosing to use Shakespeare who wrote a bunch of poetic plays that half of them can't be taken seriously. I don't like it. I'm over it. Who are you texting right now? We are having podcast date night.
0: I'm just searching. Shakespeare describes the moon.
1: I apologize.
0: Let's see. Apparently, there's multiple quotes about...
1: The moon. I believe it. The moon is considered to be very romantic for some (laughs) reason. Idiots. (laughs) Hey, are you ready? I guess we're still on the moon, aren't we? I threw my phone away. And I was trying to. Okay. Okay. Next one. Okay. So I haven't really read this. Oh my gosh. I keep hitting everything. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Okay. This is the um, title. This is from livescience.com. Famous Einstein equation used to create matter from light.
0: What? (laughs) that's the title in
1: a stunning demonstration of one one of einstein's most famous equations physicists are claiming to have created matter from pure light for the very first time einstein's famous e equals mc square equation says that if you smash two sufficiently energetic photons or light particles into each other you should be able to create matter in the form of an electron and its antimatter opposite a positron they just keep adding these trons i swear to goodness but this process... they will
0: just have regular trunk
1: Right. First, this process... Wait. But this process, first described by American physicists Gregory Brett and John Wheeler in 1934, has long been one of the most difficult to observe in physics, mainly because the colliding photons would need to be highly energetic gamma rays, and scientists are not yet able to make gamma ray lasers. Alternative experiments have shown matter being produced from multiple lasers. photons, but never in the One-to-one way needed to most conclusively prove the effect. Blah, 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 blah. I'll put it in the show notes. You can read it. But you want to know the first thing that I thought of when I saw this. Yeah, tell me. And the Lord said, let there be light. And and it was good. And the Lord created everything out of light. Science. Boom. Bible's real.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's good. That's good. I'm glad that's your conclusion. That's
1: my conclusion.
0: But I think... uh, I what? think on that point, that's a just thinking about that, the way that you went to the Lord. Oh my gosh! And are how you he just said, completely "Let there now? be light." Right. No, I think that's a very fascinating because that's that is what E equals MC square says. Is that it says that that matter has energy and energy is matter, like it. It's
1: let's break it down for all the people listening slash for myself what is the e and e equals mc squared is that energy so Um, energy equals mass
0: you're gonna have to look it up oh my
1: gosh you don't know this off the top of your head you were just going on your whole little thing about well Einstein's equation that's exactly what? what it says no matter no
0: that that is that is what it says but I don't know what it actually means let me see let me see E equals mc squared. Oh, yeah. Energy equals mass times the speed of light squared. So, yes. But that's basically saying as long as you are mass moving at the speed of light squared, you are energy. And it's basically saying any energy has mass. Well, there you go. So it, so there's that, that is what the equation is saying. But it is, the, the thing that fascinates me is when we talk about the Bible written forever ago.
1: Right, forever.
0: It Even though it is not a science textbook.
1: Right, see two episodes ago.
0: Something like God saying, let there be light. And then after making light, he makes everything else. So it is it is fascinating from my perspective, like God creating everything and then us trying to recreate that same idea of saying, okay, well, if everything can be created from light, let's try and...
1: Right, let's prove it. Let's
0: try and smash light together. Right. And make some mass.
1: Well, that, so again, explain to me. And it
0: took them forever. Right. Like we're we're barely making one electron right now. Maybe, if they even did it.
1: Oh, no, they said that they did.
0: I mean, they said that, but (laughs) people say things all the time and then get disproven. And they're like, oh, actually, that was an error. We need to how run another How do you not know if you, cre- how do
1: you mess up creating an electron? Oh, sorry, that was a smudge. How do you,
0: I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're, I guess they're, you're talking small. <laughs> about measuring one electron.
1: Joe, have we not established that? I don't even, know. I know they're tiny. I know they're minuscule, but I don't know how, like, I don't know. So I know... Oh, I had a question for you. Oh, right. All right, right. So, again, I have, when it comes to, one, I, I've always really enjoyed the sciences from like, I think it's interesting and I'm like a nerd like that, but I I never had the opportunity to really like study the scientists. And as we learned two episodes ago, my uh, childhood years science knowledge is uh, poor to say the least. So the Big Bang, which again, let there be like Boom. a lot of, I've heard a lot of Christian scientists be Ba-pow. like, Big hey, bang, bang. What what exactly do people think? Like, what is the? Pow. Gen- <laughs> Are you done?
0: Kaboom!
1: <laughs> what is the general science?
0: <laughs> How many more bangs can we make? <laughs> no, by we can you, you mean you? Can you add some in in afterwards? From
1: it would be my mouth. <laughs> no, 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 no! You're stuff. like working have. in
0: a you like. Big explosion I don't, sounds. If you can find me some free
1: explosions, free audio bang. of explosions. Oh my gosh. What is the general side? Pop, pop. I swear to God. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, 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 okay. What We're is, done with the bangs.
1: <laughs> Again, it was never a we. Um, what is the general consensus about the Big Bang? It was just like this big thing of light and no one really knows where it came from. It just is. And how do we know that?
0: Well, it was the beginning of time that's what it is <laughs> like there was there was nothing right and and out of nothing came was, the big bang and then there was the bang,
1: but if there was nothing, then how the this is the this is where it always and this is where I get from a from a theological perspective like it's tricky. if no one created God, but God has always been. Where the heck did he come from? I don't want like that's the kind of stuff that I'm like, I, my poor little alley brain cannot, cannot think about those types of questions. It just makes my brain hurt.
0: Yeah. I think there you're, you're going almost too far. Like the
1: universe. The universe is so freaking big, right? It's insanely big. And then, so if you, if I have trouble just getting my head around that, but then you have to add on the second layer of like, oh yeah, by the way, it's still expanding. And you're like, wait, what? Expanding into on. what? What is it expanding into?
0: Then you have to add on. It's only one of multiple oh, universes. Oh God, no! Stop. The multiverse.
1: Have we? But no one's like, do we? I'm, I, <laughs> I was about to say, have we proven that? We haven't proven any of this stuff. Um, well, no,
0: no, oh. we have, we have good strong support for the universe expanding. Okay. So that is "quote unquote" proven. You are correct in saying that there is not how do we there's what not proof? hard evidence for multiple universes. Okay,
1: I'm not doubting you. I'm just curious. What proof do we have that the universe is expanding if we've never gotten to the edge of the universe?
0: The well, the Doppler effect is what shows us that the universe is expanding. And there is and what is
1: the Doppler? I just know to the Doppler radar.
0: So the Doppler effect is that as things are moving towards you, they're, the waves, so both the color spectrum and also the sound that you're hearing gets compressed and then as it moves away from you, those waves get elongated. So, whenever you hear a siren is, is whenever,
1: running away from us, like the so, moon. whenever you
0: hear a siren coming right towards you, right, it has a little bit higher pitch, right? But then as it moves away, it sounds like it's a little bit delayed and it sounds a little bit lower, right? That's the Doppler effect, got it. So, when we're looking at space, looking at it in the color spectrum, what we see when we look to the left, and this is Hypothetically, when we look to the left out into space, Mm -hmm. we see a, well, let me, let me re-explain this. (laughs) Okay, Dr. Joe. Hypothetically, if we are at one point.
1: Why are you going to throw numbers into it? No, this is right.
0: This is right. So... When we look to the left, what we see is we see um
1: man. Man, whenever you so, say I'm gonna just stop right here. Whenever you say when you look to the left, all I'm thinking of is the time warp from Rocky Horror Picture Show, and so I'm already distracted. What? Do you even know what you're talking about?
0: Yes. How do you I'm have all this sure. science knowledge
1: when you're just based in geology? Is this a requirement? for all we scientists teach to just stuff. Wait, why? What does this have to do with geology?
0: What does it have to do with geology? Yeah. Well, let's see. The Big Bang
1: created Earth.
0: Created and other ultimately created the Everything. entire universe, which ultimately created the solar system. Solar system, Earth inside the solar system at that point. So the way that the Earth is ultimately has to do with the way that the entire universe formed. So understanding if the universe is expanding or contracting helps us understand why certain processes are going on in the earth. And then from there, it also helps us think about could we be a multi-planet species? Like, is there possibility for life somewhere else? Right, well, right, 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 right. Why are we going to Mars? Like, what are we going to go find on Mars? Like those are, it, it's all kind of related. Right. So it's all, it's all geology, except geology is right, specifically right, right. Earth.
1: I was, uh in, I feel like this is the third time that I've mentioned a specific uh, episode of the Biologist podcast, but it's one, it was the one I'm talking about aliens. Anyway, they had an astrobiologist. <laughs> They had an Excuse astrobiologist me. on it and he, I guess one of the questions they asked him was like, what, how do people get into astrobiology? And he was like, what I always tell people who are interested in astrobiology is that find something in the scientists that you like to do and that you feel like you're good at and like that's your vocation and then just apply it to space. Because, like, no one goes to school to be an astrobiologist. Because he's a biologist yeah. who just happens to now be interested in his applying yep. it to interplanetary yep. situations. Yeah. So, oh my gosh, you should be an astrogeologist. But yeah. then, would that mean you would have to go to space?
0: No, no, but... I just don't want you going would, to space. I'd have to try and get a job at NASA. at NASA. Study their rocks.
1: You do not sound thrilled about that at all. What's wrong with NASA?
0: No, it would be. it would be fine. It would be fine.
1: That is the the most privileged answer. Oh my god! I guess it'd be okay if I work for NASA. Ugh! How boring. Here's
0: the. I know. I know people who work for NASA. Oh, do you know? Yeah, I do. I know people.
1: Well, I know people who work for other companies that are equally cool.
0: the The tricky, the thing that I that I would struggle with when it comes to working at NASA. Sorry, is, my mic is being weird. Yep, you're all over I the place. I am all over the place. The thing that I would struggle with when it comes to to working at NASA is finding something that I can figure out directly how it relates to to helping society.
1: Because a space isn't. Oh my gosh! Can I just tell you something real fast? Sure. Sorry. Sorry. I was checking the Encore outage map.
0: Now it's 2 a.m.
1: Uh, <laughs> well, so before it said like 161 customers affected. Yeah. Now I'm clicking on it and it says one customer affected.
0: Is that us? <laughs> I think that's us. We're the only customer <laughs> left.
1: But good news. It says it's going to be on at 9 p.m. instead of oh, okay. 10 o'clock. Good. But yeah, apparently we're the only person affected, right? Good. Oh, no. I see it now. Oh, no. Oh, fudge. Um, it's either this one that's, uh, that's going to help us turn us on at nine or this one that's affecting 161 people. And it's an equipment failure. So we'll see who knows. Yeah, we'll see. Okay. Anyway, sorry, sorry, sorry.
0: So I think that's the hardest part is finding something that I can really quickly apply to helping society.
1: So how are you helping society right now?
0: Well, I'm, I'm trying to make geothermal energy.
1: And how is that going to help society?
0: It's going to provide a low carbon energy, which ultimately is
1: a a solution,
0: which ultimately (laughs) helps mitigate climate change. Right. It is energy that really the, the reason that we would institute any of these projects is because it is competitive compared to the existing technologies that means that it would be cheaper energy, and, and as we realize right now, sitting in the dark,
1: mm-hmm.
0: electricity's good. Right. It, I'm a fan. Right now, it's a little bit warmer in this house. Probably because of
1: the candles. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, they're not helping. It's dark, and those two things are, they're not exactly fun. Like, people probably went to bed when there wasn't electricity, because they're just wasn't anything to do. <laughs> so.
1: You're doing a great job. So
0: that is how and why I would say my current right. work is helping society.
1: Right. Or at least attempting to help society. Attempting.
0: Attempting. So the reason we know the universe is expanding, when we look at the color spectrum, the difference. So the, the reds, remember Roy G. Biv. Mm-hmm. Red is a lower frequency, which means longer wavelengths and the BIV part, the blue indigo violet, those are higher frequency, which means shorter waves. Now, as we look to our left and we look to our right, you would, if the universe is coming in at you, you would expect to see higher frequencies. So, you would expect everything to have kind of a blue tint. Whereas things that are moving away from you, you would expect to see lower wavelengths or something that is more of a red tint. So, as we collect like radio waves, as we're looking out into the app or out into the universe, everything just kind of has a red glow.
1: I'm sorry, radio waves have colors?
0: Well, when we're like collecting this data. So, you can you can look into it and see what whether things are being lengthened or shortened.
1: Fascinating.
0: Yep. So that's how we know that the universe is expanding.
1: I'm telling you. And there
0: is a certain certain distance to where we've seen and we're like, oh well that I guess is the end. Or at least the end of what we can see. And even out there it is still red. So it's still expanding away.
1: How have we seen this stuff? Anyway, this could get, I could just literally, I could just keep asking questions. And it's, this would be, this is our life. Your life is now just answering my science questions.
0: It's with big satellites.
1: Big satellites. If you're okay with it, I would love to talk about La Brea because, ladies and gentlemen, it it finally premiered and uh we watched it so not only did we watch it but our uh three-year-old son watched it with us and let me tell you
0: he had a blast
1: for those of you with toddlers um who especially ones who are in like the question phase where like literally everything (laughs) is a question um don't don't watch a television show that you want to watch with a toddler because dear god like every (laughs) two seconds every question was followed up by another question, and it was just an hour of him asking questions, which would typically be fine if I knew the answers to the questions. But no, Jacob, I do not know why there is a saber-toothed tiger. I do not know why the hole is forming in Los Angeles. (laughs) This is why I'm watching it to figure out. I'm so sorry I can't answer your questions. In some
0: ways, it's like we should have watched it, and then watched it with them,
1: <laughs> so we could tell them. What so was we could going tell on? them
0: what was going on.
1: Oh my gosh! Okay, well here's this, here's here are my highlights. We'll I've stop. got
0: one quick thing. Okay. Nobody talked to us about having a watch party, so isn't that def- devastating? It's kind of upsetting, right? Like we, you're dead to us. We supposedly have this great following of five people. <laughs> And literally nobody reached well, out. Well, I think everyone has their own family. Nobody and homes. wanted to watch Labra. Here's the us.
1: thing. I think we have overestimated the excitement towards the show. I don't think anyone was excited by the show except for us. So there you go. We were wrong. We did not read the room. <laughs> so anywho, but these are Okay, my, go ahead. These are my main takeaways. One, um, believe it or not the first five minutes of La Brea that we had already seen was the least corny of the whole show. (laughs) Like that was like the best of what that entire episode was in my honest opinion. Two, there was a shout out to the, to lost, which I just thought was one hilarious. Uh, And two, I just respected it as a diehard lost fan. I was like, yes, lost. And then um, three to your dismay, There was not a ground sloth in the first episode. But in the scenes from like the season, there is going to be a ground sloth. So we know at least one makes an appearance.
0: Now, I think that is to your dismay, though, because
1: you're the one who like wanted there to be a ground sloth.
0: I really want a short faced bear. You're the one who keeps mentioning the the ground sloth. Oh, I don't remember this. Like, I'm really excited for the ground sloth because they're huge. I hear sloths. I assume they move slow.
1: Not the ground sloth.
0: Yeah, this one, like, he was moving faster than I'm pretty sure any of us. Right. Kind of like a
1: bear. Um, Yeah. I will say this. The plot I was confused about. It took I'm a turn. still very confused. It took a turn. So we'll kind of, I mean, spoiler alert, because you know spoiler everyone's going to go alert. watch Um uh, Okay, so, you know, the, the sinkhole happens, right? Half the family falls in the sinkhole. And... Uh, the La Brea Tar Pits fall in the sinkhole, but we have yet to meet a employee of La Brea Tar Pits. I'm already upset. It's too bad. But anyway, so they and the Tar Pits can look up and see like a, looks like a northern lights kind of crack in the sky, which is really like this like
0: really weird
1: time loop crack that they all fell into the sinkhole Spoiler from.
0: alert, time loop. And
1: the FBI is up top and apparently they have seen a sinkhole. This is like the second sinkhole. That has occurred recently that has the same little thing um long story short we found out at the end of the episode because the estranged father who somehow he's ex-army has been having nightmares or like ptsd whatever since whatever he keeps having flashbacks or like weird dreams visions of his wife and son in the La Brea dinosaur land He sees in the image in his head that his wife, like, dropped, no, like, anyway, he goes, he's like, I know where this is. And he goes, and he drives up the hill in L.A., and he starts digging, and he finds his wife's wedding ring. Long story short, the half of the family is in prehistoric L.A., the other half is in current-day L.A., and they're trying to get back to each other.
0: Yep, I don't
1: really, I think it's going to flop.
0: I, you know, you know, the weirdest part though, mm-hmm. earlier we were talking about one of our other shows that we were kind of into was it like supernova or something like that.
1: Terranova.
0: Terranova. It
1: does give me Terranova vibes. It is
0: very much right. a combination because in Terranova, they knew how to get back to these prehistoric times.
1: Right, 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 Whereas right. Whereas
0: in Lost, they get lost on this... Magical Island. It is kind of so a Terra almost, Nova and Lost Comet. It's almost like a mashup. They right. should have called it Terra Lost.
1: Right. Which is Or when,
0: Lost Terra.
1: <laughs> when they made the Lost Comet, I laughed because I I felt like they like we just trying was, to
0: be like, Hey Lost Guys, come watch us. I
1: feel like they were just gonna be like, Hey, like just just hang with us. We are trying to make this like lost, and I was like, "Good luck with that," because that's going to be really difficult and very hard to do. Because lost barely did it, and so yeah. <laughs> yeah, hats off to you.
0: Or maybe they should have called it L A Lost Seventeen Thousand B C.
1: Oh my gosh, was it really
0: L A Two Hundred Thousand B C?
1: Do you think we'll watch another episode? Jake is really into it. Yeah, I think Jake well, was a huge fan. I think
0: we're gonna watch it. He another was like, episode.
1: I wanna watch more of La Brea.
0: I think I'm gonna watch it all six episodes that it's
1: <laughs> We but our running bet is that it makes a half season, right?
0: Yeah. Okay. Which is which is the Super Bowl. Which what? is
1: it's not the end of December?
0: Well, yeah. No, no, I think it's like January. Or do people take off like a whole month?
1: They, there's like the mid-season finale is typically before Christmas.
0: Really? I thought. And then they don't come back until after the Super Bowl? I don't
1: know. Because they usually,
0: I mean, they obviously take off most, I think most things take off that up until the Super Bowl. I don't know i'm not a i'm not a tv guy
1: we'll see what happens i feel like i'm yawning already
0: i'm an audio guy i'm not a visual guy
1: oh my gosh get uh, it because
0: we do podcasts
1: that's was that, it funny no but it was it a dad flopped. joke so good for you i mean we'll see i'll see who texted me and i'll get a group are you burping into the microphone
0: no i backed up
1: oh, okay so you were burping though i, I heard was, a weird sound but i wasn't I was looking burping. at you um well those were my stories what have you brought to contribute <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> what i have to bring something to i contribute? said I earlier this equipment. afternoon i said i have two
1: <laughs> things to talk about you had to bring one thing to talk about and brought, plus the your episode that you brought all your content was was very well received so
0: i brought the equipment Thank okay, you well, very much. Bye. <laughs> no, 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 sure no, I've podcast got, episode. no, 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 no. I've got something. I've got something. Okay,
1: okay. Uh-huh. What is it?
0: Okay. Okay. Apples or oranges?
1: Oh, my God. Stop. That's not, <laughs> you're just being a tool.
0: <laughs> you're right. That wasn't it. That wasn't it. Oh, my it. gosh. But for real. For real. For real. Apples. So, <laughs> 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 okay, that's it. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> now, so earlier today, Okay. We were talking about about this power outage that right. we're having. Right. Even earlier than earlier today, meaning this morning, we got an email. Shout out to those email folks who still email. Oh my god! I email every single day. <laughs> You're <such a> nerd. <laughs> anyway. Oh my god, no, that was painful. But we got an email talking about the ERCOT stuff. And we were like, oh, we need to get a generator. This is a sign. I'm So with all of that. With we were, like
1: all the ice storm. And the with one the week ice storm, Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's with like 300 with people our,
0: dying. our random power outage right now. Right. We legitimately were looking at generators. And I made the comment of, oh, we should just have a solar panel. We should get solar panels and have our own, like, battery generator as opposed to buying a gas one. Cause, you know, I run a low carbon solutions podcast that's called Energy Transition Solutions. Don't get confused, folks. And that's kind of, I mean, that's kind of my thing is renewable energy, right? Yeah. Green stuff. Right. But. When we were looking, it's something on the order of a few hundred dollars for a gas generator right? versus a few thousand dollars. Wait,
1: you never told me how much it actually cost. For what? For the solar one.
0: The solar one I told you was $2,600. Ooh,
1: for like nothing. Like what would it actually be able to like... I
0: didn't look into that. Oh. That was too much work because... It it I is. I guess that's pretty expensive. You basically set up your solar array, you plug, then you hook up your battery generator, which is really just a massive battery bank, and you charge. And then you plug that battery into bank, it? and then you charge, and then. You so plug you wouldn't be able to there. hook
1: it up into your, like, hook it up to your house.
0: No, you you mean like have it hardwired into your house? Right. You could. You just but have if that to, was like, the case, you might as well get a full solar array and put it on your roof.
1: Solid point, solid point. So
0: it's almost like, do you want something that you can travel with and like bring camping? So that way, if you're off grid, you have power and you have your little, your little battery bank. That I'm is sorry, really like,
1: I'm not bringing a $2,600 piece of equipment on a backpacking trip.
0: No, not backpacking, but like, like if you drive on a four wheel drive track out to primitive camping that you have, you have a field where it's only you and you're like 20 miles away from the nearest stuff. Can I
1: tell you my unpopular opinion? Sure. Okay. I think that like people, the super outdoorsy people who have like the $700 sleeping bag, the, you know, $2,600, solar array power generator whatever like all these fancy th- ice that it really is just clamping. that re- it's really the same thing because those are the same people who are like oh my god i can't believe this person is staying in like an air-conditioned yurt like that's not real camping like please like you guys are literally doing the same thing you just have fancier equipment like it's so bougie it pisses me off that's my unpopular opinion
0: you're right that is an unpopular opinion <laughs> i i see where you're coming from I think that it is it is two different things. So somebody who's got a seven hundred dollar sleeping bag, mm-hmm. it's probably lightweight and and high warmth content. Right. I'm thinking of the wrong terms. But
1: if you have to be warm on a camping trip, you're not <laughs> manly but enough that, to go
0: that is something that you would buy for something like hiking the Appalachian Trail, a through hiking experience.
1: I understand that, but I still think it's not roughing it. And here we see this. I've been on a hike. Like I've been on a four day hike, which I would say would is technically glamping. Cause we did that whole Peru yeah, excursion. It was, it was or, pretty glampy, right? It was pretty glampy. Um, but I feel like people do the same thing and they like, oh, yeah, I mean, and, oh, there's lights outside. Sorry. I got distracted. I was like, power's on. Nope, um, just a car. Just a car. Uh, I just think it's the same thing. Like, it's just like, I don't know. I just think. And again, this is unpopular opinion. And hear us say, too, like we are, we're we've we we've been called granola since I knew what that word meant. And, like, we are a very, like, green and outdoorsy couple and family. We have been for a while. You far longer than me. But I feel like in the, like, outdoorsy community, for lack of a better term, there is this kind of elitist attitude uh, that is a big turnoff to me personally. But it's very, especially because, like, I'm here. Let me climb onto my soapbox. (laughs) Hiking and like those excursions and all that stuff is extremely one time consuming, like, not everybody has the vacation time to go do those things, but two, like, the equipment itself is extremely expensive. So, the barrier to entry, like, you have to be a very privileged person to be able to afford, whether financially or just with pure time, that sort of lifestyle and that sort of like travel experience. And so, like, you it, it's just a very elitist group of people for them, which is funny because they all also are very, like,
0: very open, tolerant and, and opening
1: and loving, but they are also very elitist, in my opinion. They, like, they are open and loving to certain categories of people, but then all are also very much, like, look like turn their nose up to the other side. Of I'm things.
0: really glad that you bring this up. Are you really? Yeah, <laughs> because this is. This exactly what you're saying. This is why. So I'm going to a conference tomorrow. Right. The Geothermal Rising Conference.
1: The Geothermal Rising Conference. Yeah.
0: Well, oh. it, the the organization is now called Geothermal Rising. I was about to
1: say it's like that was not what it used to be called. Yeah.
0: This is a this is a new thing. Okay. Anyway, got launched in 2019, I think. Geothermal <laughs> Sat, Rising. Then,
1: then COVID happened. <laughs> anyway sorry continue
0: now we're rising out of geothermal rising rising. Uh uh-huh i don't like the name i can tell that's uh that's something anyway we are having by we i mean wing is having a gear a gear what's wing wing stands for women in women in geothermal i guess the i n is in so it's women in geothermal. Okay. It's a. Organization. They really wanted
1: that name. Wait, I like it. I, I like it too, name. but they really I forced like that one.
0: I'm a wing man.
1: Oh my! No, no, no.
0: Hey, I didn't come up with it. They did.
1: I don't like. Oh, okay. Anyway, continue. <laughs> I'm weird. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Anyway,
0: that is that is an advocate for women in geothermal.
1: Okay. Yeah. Awesome.
0: Anyway, they're doing a a, a gear donation. Oh gear yes. Drop thing. yes, yes, yes. I and what exactly what you're saying right now is the same exact reason they're doing this, this gear drive is because all of the same equipment is what you need to go to field camp to be a geologist. And all of that equipment is really what you need in order to really in order to go and get your geology degree. So the fact that there are these these barriers to entry is precisely why we are doing this gear drive and i keep saying we i'm i'm not part of it i'm you're just a giving wingman, something joe you're i'm a just wingman. giving something to the gear drive
1: and can we be clear i gave you clothes <laughs> Uh, from me that you can then give to them. So we are giving that stuff. True, true.
0: We, we are giving clothes.
1: They are my clothes.
0: I will I will give some clothes too. Oh. Okay, cool. I'll try and find something to give. I'm sure I've got A something. sock. <laughs> one sock. <laughs> this is my For lost sock. For the amputee song.
1: who would like to be a jail This is
0: my one lost sock. So everything you're saying there are I mean, it's the same issue in geology. There's this barrier to entry because you, to, it is both a, an unspoken rule, but also for many, many universities, you have to do field camp in order to actually get a bachelor's of science in geology. Right, right, right. But it's also unspoken that even if you like go to grad school for geology, if you don't go and do field camp, you're not really a geologist. Like that's the bouginess of geology. Right. But right. also
1: Yeah, also the,
0: the barrier of entry that that Wing is trying to help new students overcome. Right. And new students being those that can't afford it.
1: Right. And hear me out. And this is the only reason why I kinda roll my eyes at it. Because I mean, I am all one. I'm all for any sort of like charitable situation. Two, I'm all about breaking down barriers to entry. But like, I grew up camping. Like, since I was like five, we would go camping twice a year. And granted, like we we didn't go bike off trail. Like, it was you know we went to Lake Murray, Oklahoma, and just yep. go camping. I never had quote unquote like outdoor gear like homeschool me just showed up in like my baggy (laughs) jeans my kids probably and like a t-shirt and i was fine yeah we had a tent and like the camping chair but i think the amount of like crap that people buy like do people don't need all like the stuff that i am giving which i literally have never worn or like uh how would you describe it like rei breathable outdoor shirts i guess right you don't need that to do field correct me if I'm wrong, because I've never gone to field camp. You don't need that equipment. Is it nice to have? I'm sure. Does it make it more comfortable? I'm sure. But like you can still survive field camp in a tennis shoes and shorts and a raggedy t shirt from like six years ago. So like I don't understand why that is a barrier to entry to people.
0: I I will push back on that.
1: Please do. I'd love tennis to learn. Tennis
0: shoes are unsafe when you're off trail so we were we were bushwhacking okay trying to find that word trying to find rocks to map out the geology we were hiking on the order of probably five to ten miles a day and we were doing that monday through friday sometimes on sunday as well Or not on Sunday, sometimes on Saturday as well. So you need, one, a good pair of hiking boots. And then, and you obviously need good socks because of all of the walking you're doing. And you're not walking on even ground. You're basically just cutting your own trail to get to the rocks. So that way you can measure strike and dip and draw out the contacts and basically make a map. So you need the shoes, you need good hiking boots as you're going through all of that, you're pushing your way through sagebrush, you're pushing your way through pine trees and other thorny plants and, and then other really just, just very thick brush that doesn't necessarily want to be moved and doesn't necessarily have a good clean trail. So you need durable clothing, which a pair of jeans, I I haven't walked five to seven miles in a pair of jeans lately, but I know I would be chafing. So you don't really necessarily want like jeans when you're doing that. You need durable pants that also are breathable. So that way you're not getting overheated and not getting, getting a whole bunch of sweat, which will cause chafing. And then the shirt, the shirt is probably one of the least, one of the the areas that is most forgiving in terms of like, could you wear a con shirt? Yeah, sure. But the hard, the the thing to remember is that Once you get that contour wet, it's going to stay wet. So if you have a, a, a freak thunderstorm blow in and you get soaked and you're only halfway through your day, you very well could. So we were up in Red Lodge, Montana. And if you have this freak thunderstorm blow in and then it's in like the 50s or sometimes even upper 40s in the summer up there after one of these thunderstorms, like you could be in a serious like a serious chance of getting hypothermia unless you just said like you could hypothetically go like okay now I'm soaked I need to get straight back to the to the van and go right so there there are benefits there are legitimate reasons to have these clothes that were made and designed for for spending extended periods outside
1: right i think where I which i hear everything you say is valid and i think that would be a, the proper definition of, of getting schooled um <laughs> no i get that and i think where i'm coming from is i have a lot of friends who are quote unquote grown or quote unquote outdoorsy and they aren't doing those things
0: they're not going to go outside if it's raining.
1: right i just think like right now it's, it's kind of like with athleisure. Like, there's such a, like, uh, a leisure wear is definitely trending and has been for the last couple of years. I feel like in the outdoor category, like outdoorsy category, that is also now fashion. Like, for example, mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. got an email from Madewell, which is a fashion brand or whatever. Um, and they're like, oh, we, they, they just launched their outdoorsy collection. <laughs> like, what? I can't I hear me say this. I can only buy things from Madewell if it's heavily on sale or like from a resale shop. Okay. So why in the world like who thinks it's a good idea or a practical idea to buy a Madewell like outdoorsy jacket? Like I like I didn't look at the prices, but it would have to be at least three hundred, if mm-hmm. not more dollars. It's just like stupid stuff like that where I'm like, Okay, this is just it's getting excessive to wear like to your point, that is a legitimate reason to have le- like clothing made for legitimate purposes. But I feel like the, pro- the problem that I see, and this is probably just because we live in Dallas and it's not an outdoorsy town, it is purely for fashion or purely for uh, materialistic purposes. And it's just not serve the actual, people are wearing these clothing and it's and are not using the clothing for its actual intended purposes, and that just annoys me because <laughs> I'm like, yep. you, you don't yep. need any of this stuff, and it's just all going to go to a landfill when you decide it's not cool or that you want a different color or whatever.
0: Yep, and I would agree with that, and I think it it is to that point. I think that outdoors clothing. Is some of the ugliest clothing in the world. Like recently we <laughs> Made got Madewell
1: would beg to differ.
0: We recently I I won that giveaway that right. had that skirt in it. Yeah. You're never gonna wear that skirt.
1: I'm gonna bring it camping this month. You're gonna just try to it. Prove a point. You're
0: gonna try it and then you're gonna be like, right. you know what? I, let done. me say this: I'm It's done with not
1: an it. uh, well, yeah. So Joe won this giveaway, which honestly was like a crazy ultralight giveaway. Ultra light giveaway you,
0: awesome stuff! You really win. I'm never going to use it. You
1: really win far too many giveaways. Like it's ridiculous. I, I can you win only a count, lot of giveaways. I
0: can only count three giveaways that I've won recently. Okay,
1: but they were over like a thousand dollars each worth being, of prizes.
0: Recently being since we have been married so okay. three giveaways in six years okay
1: i've won one giveaway and it was a couple books <laughs> okay for like a total of maybe 30 bucks it's not bad not bad okay any couple books <laughs> so you're right in this last giveaway it was like a women's camping skirt so who i got to benefit off your giveaway it's not an ugly skirt it's just an ugly color which i chose <laughs> so no
0: no you didn't choose it, it was
1: one of the ones i was going to choose joe okay I like the color. Stop calling okay, my okay, camping okay, skirt okay. ugly. I'm no, going to wear it. it. It's going to be beautiful. <laughs> I'm going to get so many compliments.
0: Of the four people who are there. You know, I bet you will actually. Because there's going to be four, five girls there. Maybe. I'm knows? sure you'll get at least two compliments.
1: Or or, or someone will say, oh, that's a skirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that's, a, that's a skirt is that a that's, skirt that's you've a skirt. got on i uh, never
0: thought of that camping
1: right I, i'm gonna get back on my soapbox um and hear me say this we have a north face um hat for jake and we have had one because jake is one he's a toe head which means he's got bleach blonde hair so we were always instructed by the doctor to keep his head covered and we bought him for his like first birthday for 20 bucks a North Face hat. And that was like the first like really name brand thing that we ever bought Mm -hmm. him, which cause I always swore I would never hear, I would love if they could have all name brand things if I had the money for it. But honestly, that's not practical, I I just grew out of it.
0: I did also buy him that North Face zip-up. From
1: the REI garage sale or from Mm, an estate sale? No,
0: I bought that the last time I was at a GRC meeting. Oh. which was in Reno, Nevada in 2018. Wait,
1: is there going to be like a swap thing at this thing you're going to do tomorrow?
0: I could try to find one Ooh. in San Diego.
1: Ooh, look for things. Anyway, back to my story.
0: Hold on one oh, okay. real quick before I finish that. Okay, okay. I want. I want the viewers to vote. So I bought him that, that jacket. Okay. The other thing I could have bought him was a pair of extra tufts.
1: What is extra tufts?
0: Extra tufts are... They're basically rain boots, but literally everybody in Alaska owns a pair. Yeah, you made so the you right call. If you don't own a pair of extra tufts, you're not really Alaskan.
1: Yeah, he would never have worn those shoes here.
0: He could have worn them today
1: <laughs> for like he the two be, seconds of rain. Anyway, <laughs> he could be them right
0: now. <laughs>
1: anyway, and this is going to, again, this is just, this is just, Allie's feeling judgmental today. And really, <laughs> only five people listen to this podcast. So only five people are going to be like, oh my God, Allie is so judgmental. <laughs> Um, it really bothers me when people and again people are listening to this and like, Oh my god, I did this for my kid. Like when kids have like their own little like seventy dollar puffer vest of like North Face or like some crazy brand, like especially with they have like their names embroidered on it, I'm like that kid's gonna wear this for maybe six months and then what are you gonna do with this seventy dollar hoodie? What? It's just a waste you're of clothes. Gonna,
0: you're gonna send it to Goodwill.
1: But no one wants something that says Jeremy on it or like whatever and name I, it is. I
0: would get that for Jake. The problem the ones is one is at a random. I mean, to, we probably we would. go to Goodwill to buy clothes for Jake and they're more expensive than a place like Target.
1: Bro, you better preach. They what really are. It that. is ridiculous. Goodwill,
0: if you're listening, you need to lower your prices. Right,
1: like I'm not going to buy a used $4 shirt for Jake when I can buy a brand new one for 350 from Target or Walmart.
0: If you want to go by your name, Goodwill, well, you better have Goodwill I with both say this. me and those people <laughs> you're trying to help.
1: Now we just sound really <laughs> privileged and gross. And uh, I will say this, though, so Goodwill is not, I've heard, I need to do They've more research. They've
0: really gone downhill. No,
1: apparently they aren't really that charitable. Apparently most yeah, of it goes to I, salaries and I stuff. I really
0: think that that's just fake news. I'm going to I look really it up. want it to be fake news. Why? Well, I don't know. I want it to be fake news because I don't like the idea of Goodwill just being a, a for-profit company uh, or a well, for-salary company. <laughs>
1: sorry to break it to you, but I'm looking it up.
0: Let's do it. Okay, Let's look you, it up. You just keep we, talking. So we've been at an hour and 10 minutes.
1: Oh, good. We can get off the of one this?
0: thing. The one thing, we never actually talked about it. Oh, what? So...
1: Can you hear me? Am I kind of off mic? You're
0: you're kind of off, but it's okay. I can kind of hear you. So the one thing that I wanted to ask. So, was,
1: hey, wait. Stop. Oh, on. oh,
0: you're yelling. You're yelling.
1: Sorry, 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 sorry. This is facts about Goodwill. Is hold it on.
0: like .com?
1: It's it's from their website.
0: Oh, okay. Let's hear it. Wait. From their website. It's from the horse's Wait, wait,
1: wait, 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 wait. No, hold on. This is... Wait.
0: It's the real Oh,
1: Snopes.
0: Ooh, snopes.com
1: Oh, no wait.
0: So what do we oh. learn? They're fake.
1: Goodwill Industries is a registered reputable this is okay, reputable. That's, that's a it's big a five oh one C three nonprofit organization. Okay yeah so um
0: so they're a non how much i think this is the key how much of their of their funding goes to actually doing stuff versus how, how much i goes get to that salaries. information
1: goodwill financial breakdown without yeah be? they
0: need to show it because they're uh they do no, that's the cool part about World Vision. Right. They have a little pie it's chart right there. I know. On it's the front so page. helpful. It is kind of upsetting cuz it's it's kind of high, I feel like. It's something like 11% goes to goes to marketing and salaries and operations.
1: You know what I but read? But you know
0: what? The cool part is you can fact check that immediately.
1: When I this is... Oh, sorry.
0: You're all over the place. I'm all over the
1: place. No, okay. Um, so I'm reading this... Oh, my gosh. I'm reading this new book called uh, Jesus Outside the Lines by Scott Sauls. Um, I'm halfway through. It's really good. He's the same guy who wrote um, the book that we read for our community group, which was a gentle answer, which is oh, mm. so good. Mm. Um, Anyway, so I'm going to botch this, <laughs> but I'm going to try to do it justice. Okay. According to him and according to the study that he cites, which I can look up and put in the show notes if i care to um like uh essentially christians statistically the majority of christians do not tithe at all and
0: you're wrong the the people who aren't tithing I'm telling you if you're not tithing you're not a, you're wrong
1: <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> anyway so statistically like from multiple different polls and stuff the majority of Christians do not give charitably or if they do it's under that 10% like guideline right and so according to this research if 90% of Christians um tithe just like the guideline of 10% then it would essentially like solve all the world's problems with with extra, so like we completely now, had.
0: I hear you. I hear you. Right. Right. I'm. I'm confused though because whenever
1: I will say this is American Christians. This is just the statistics. Is just American Christians.
0: But when we talk about when whenever we're talking about something like universal health care, right? I know that there was that article that that you. Sent out in the beam. That's a good point. That was like, even if all of the churches pool all their money and we're we're helping, s- devoting everything to healthcare, we would still only be like ten percent of what is currently spent on healthcare.
1: I wonder if that's because not everybody's giving.
0: So, so that number is not based on.
1: That's just based on church endowments, I think.
0: Interesting. Interesting. I think because those are those are to two very. The two Facts. those are two very different conclusions
1: I need to look it up again because no that's a really good point So for the audience there is an article that came out in relevant magazine a few months back where it was talking about how oh comment we are we are really going off topic here which is funny this maybe <laughs> I'll try to cut it short or we can talk about it in another podcast. But um, essentially, like uh, a lot, of the, one of the big arguments against universal health care, other than the fact that, um, like, just people just don't want the government to be in charge of that, which is valid, um, is that, like, oh, well, like, churches should be able to fill those needs. And the Relephant Magazine was using data to show that financially it would, like, literally be impossible for the church to meet those needs. But yeah, but in this book I'm just reading, it's saying that if, um, if, Christian, if the majority of Christians did actually give what they biblically are, you know, told to give, we would be able to, and it didn't, it didn't speak specifically about healthcare, but it did say like we would be able to solve a lot of issues, but we don't put our money where our mouth is essentially.
0: Yeah. That's really interesting. Right. And I think it's, it's upsetting.
1: Well, and, and taking the universal health care question out of it, it is sad. Like it is sad that um like we live in the richest country in the world and we aren't and by we I mean like the collective we are not helping other people with those with those resources when at least in in our church we are taught that whatever financial resources we have are God's and so we mm-hmm. should be stewarding them appropriately yep, and so we should be using that to love and help others
0: yep exactly yeah
1: well we're gonna end on a bummer
0: <laughs> well we never got to talk about the thing i i wanted to talk about oh the, what did you uh, want to talk about solar generators versus gas generators what,
1: what did you want to talk the about the real that?
0: the real key here And I think it's, I think it ties kind of into the whole idea of giving. If I, and if we are on this soapbox or on this like granola kick, like we want to be renewable, carbon neutral, be these, these, uh, be these people who are, who are contributing to helping others. Mm Mm-hmm. Is that something that is worth paying that premium for, and maybe it's not twenty well, we, six hundred dollars of a premium. Right. Maybe we'd be willing to pay a thousand dollars for a solar panel with a large battery bank as opposed to paying five hundred dollars for a usable generator.
1: Well, that's like that's the Green Mountain Energy question. Like, it are is. you willing to pay like an extra twenty bucks a month? to
0: for quote unquote green energy
1: right which i don't know i really don't know how much how green it is but yeah so it's just like how how well and this is the thing this is my answer to the question it doesn't matter what we do we are one person i mean i mean we that doesn't mean we should just not do anything but as we've talked about before until corporations and like these massive entities start making steps towards positive change it doesn't matter what the masses do because the masses aren't the ones who are producing and contributing the most pollution. It's the factories and the corporations that are doing that. And so we're just going to be a drop in the bucket. Like those are the, the organizations that need to start actually changing for it to truly have positive change and effects on the climate.
0: Well, we got to tell them. We gotta tell them we're not buying your. I'm sure we're not What's buying her your name? dirty clothes What's anymore. What's the
1: little girl's name? We're not buying that dirty clothes. Is it Greta? Shirt. Who's a little girl? Who's yeah, a little? It's Greta thornburg Yeah, a little climate or change Thernburg. warrior chick. She's doing that already. I feel like she's got it under control.
0: Yeah, maybe. I haven't heard from her.
1: <laughs> oh, I heard. Did she die from COVID? No, no. I heard yes, maybe sometime this week she gave us as a talk to the UN because I guess the UN is still going on. Um,
0: the UN is still a thing. <laughs> no, I
1: mean like they're meeting, <laughs> like they're legitimately meeting together, Joe. I know that it's still a thing. Uh, no, apparently she was just like mocking this little girl. I'm telling you, she's like a freaking Spitfire. Like she she uh, holds no punches. She was like mocking all the world's the Nobel leaders. Win the Peace
0: Prize or something.
1: I don't know. I feel like. And this may be an unpopular opinion. I feel like the Nobel Peace Prize is kind of useless, like, pointless now.
0: Now it's just, like, a popularity Right. Like,
1: I'm like, what is the Nobel Peace Prize like? And also, like, there's, like, a bazillion different Nobel Prizes.
0: Yeah, now everybody gets one.
1: Right. It's kind of lost its meaning for me. Anyway unpopular opinion number two <laughs> in the same podcast are we yeah. done <laughs> i
0: think we're done okay i'm we've been, tired we've been talking for a while we have we've, no more power we've still. covered a lot of stuff we've gone everywhere i was really hoping we could end on the highest of highs meaning power back on but yes
1: but sadly we can't
0: make it any longer guys no this this the, is it the
1: candles flickering are really putting me to sleep
0: yeah and i you gotta I get up to at early packing. in the morning I'm really, really worried because my computer is not backed up. It's gonna be fine, Joe. It's gonna be fine. I'm freaking out. It's gonna be fine. So Okay we'll bye. See. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. We haven't gotten any reviews or five star ratings lately. Please uh, <laughs> please hit those up. I know there's more than three people listening. Oh, so my gosh. give us those reviews. And with that, Batir, we're going to go to bed. Oh, bye. Bye-bye. Yeah.